again. Stop doing the podcast. It ain't stopping. Y'all gonna get this podcast. Hey, hey, Tasters, Stella Bella Ponte here, and I'm sitting with my special guest, actor, producer, extraordinaire, and model, Lance Liverpool, for a tasty, tipsy, slushy episode of Tasty Top Picks on this Tasty Tuesday. <laughs> As uh, I mentioned, I am tipsy. Let's let, let the tasters know what we sipping on. Let, let's get the appetizer going. What is this tasty concoction we're sipping on? This is a special creation of mine, me and my partner. Uh, the company name is Luna Lushy Slushy. Okay, and where can they find you? Well, you can hit me up on IG. Hit, hit up my DM for a list of flavors. And, uh, you know, I'll get it to you. Um, Lance underscore Liverpool. On IG. Okay, so that's Lance underscore Liverpool on IG if you want to get fucked up. Because we are drinking these big, grown-up, slushy punches, and I'm feeling good. So while Lance is sipping on... This is a this is a Henny Punch right here. Henny Punch with slices of fruits and all type of sexy things. And I am drinking what's called a Henny Colada. So it's a pina colada with a bunch of Hennessy in it. And I'm feeling good. And I need to feel good today, tasters. That's where my mentals is at. Because today's episode is all about sex. Let's yes. go. It's strictly X-rated. Um, this is not for the faint of heart. This is not for the prudish. It's all about sex. And let's talk about what brought us to the table today. Look. As you can, if you all are catching this on YouTube, I have got a list of notes for Lance. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about what brought us here is this hyper-sexualized culture that we're in. What do you feel about the hyper-over-sexualization times that we live in right now? Like, do you feel it? Because I feel it. Yeah, I definitely feel it. (laughs) Yes. I definitely feel it, but... I think that the contributing factor to that is social media. Mm-hmm. I feel like social media really revolutionized everything in the sense that when, as soon as you turn on, go to your phone, open up IG, open up Facebook, it's whatever. Sticking your face, ass is shaking. Everything, everything. Spread out. Everything. Everything yeah. is sexual. And, you know, you see IG models, you see, you know, and everybody's trying to outdo each other. Outdo the goal is to go viral. So, what do you do? You try to push the envelope as much as possible and get those likes, get those comments, you know, and and I think that that really changed the game in regards to, you know, over-sexualizing this this culture that we're in right now. Okay, so, you know what, since we in it, let's ride the wave. Look, what they they said, what is her name, Megan? Look, I'm sexy. What Megan call it? Driving the boat? We on the boat. Let's drive the boat. Let's do it. So, okay. Let's talk about what really brought me to the table today. Speaking of over-sexualization, let's talk about slut-shaming. I just find it really, really strange that everybody is just so sexually liberated, so sexually free in the 21st century. Because I'm in my 40s. All of my tasters, my dedicated listeners know that. And I've been out here doing sexual things for quite some time. Okay, let's talk about it. I've been called a lot of things. And sexually liberated and fluid ain't none of them. I have been called a lot of different shit for my sexual proclivities, and it was never sexually 
fluid or liberated. Again, I'm not hating. I'm just trying to find some understanding. I'm just trying to figure out how authentic is all this sexual shit. I'm reading posts and and memes and gifs from women that I grew up with that I know were not sexually liberated. Mm. Put it like this. Let's talk about slut-shaming. If slut-shaming came with a crown, I would be queen. When I was a young woman, I got talked about so bad. It was like, ooh, did you hear about what Stella was doing? Stella fucked it. (laughs) Stella sucked it. You heard about Stella and so and so and she did what? Now the the women that shamed me or whispered about me, not only are they doing the things that I've done to the 10th hour, but according to their posting memes, they are the fucking um, experts at it. Mm. Like maybe Stella needs to call them for some fucking Mm. lessons. You know what? I don't buy it. I really don't, Liz. I feel like a lot of this shit is inauthentic. It's like you said, it's for clicks and views and likes. And I feel like if we have another sexual revolution where it becomes sexy to be a virgin again or sit with your legs closed, they'll be back on that shit. I feel like it's a lot of bandwagon shit. So I'm here to represent all the women who were slut-shamed over the years. Like, honestly, I'm ready to have a mural made for myself. (laughs) Ever seen that mural that Cardi B, somebody did of her, and they made her look like a patron saint? That's going to be me, Stella Belafonte. Patron saint of sluts. <laughs> I am here for you. I understand your pain. So anyway, um, speaking of sluts, I'm just going to get into it, Lance. So how do you feel about the whole stripper culture? You got shows out here like P-Valley. You got women actually walking the streets wearing the attire that... You would usually only see in strip clubs. That's party outfits now. Yeah. Now I need to know from a man's perspective: is that a turn on for you? You like it? It's it's a turn on, but to a certain extent, it's like it's like when we go out and we see that, mm-hmm. we love to see it. I bet you do. Of course we do. <laughs> of course we love to see it. But now the question is: how far are we willing to go with that woman in terms of if we get the number? Are we going to wife her? Okay, see, I needed to hear that. So men do kind of judge based on a woman's outward appearance. Men don't usually like to admit that. We go through it. We experience what men feel about us based on how we dress. But men are usually never brave enough to say, you know what? I slutted her out because of the outfit she had on the day I met her. Like, it's very refreshing to hear a man say, we look at a woman dressed like a stripper and say, can listen, we wife this listen, Look, can we bring her to the barbecue? I mean, listen, first impressions are important. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and it's true. You know, so, I mean, how we meet says, it says something. It does say something. Mm-hmm. It says a lot. And, um, yeah, we could definitely have fun. But how far are we really going to go in our interaction down the line, you know, based off of Certain things, certain factors, like how you come to the club dressed. And you know what's funny? You hear a lot of women say, don't judge me based on my appearance. So in your experiences, have you actually met women that dressed one way, but after that style of dressing with somebody totally different? Like they were just this whiz kid, this this nerd, or this, this upstanding woman. Like does the style of dress, as far as you know, like slut dressing, does it determine the slut factor? In my in my experience, 
they go hand in hand with each Okay, other. so if a yeah. woman is dressed, if she's got on a fishnet outfit the day that you meet her with some kitten heels, not kitten heels, what you call the stripper heels, yeah. the, 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 what they call them, remember the shoes with the, the spike heels and shit? That's Still really who she is. Not even the stiletto. Oh, remember uh, the crystal heels, remember the glass slippers. Uh, See, when I was younger, uh, women strippers were wearing like clear heels. Okay. That was the style, glass okay. slippers. Right. So if you meet in some fishnets and glass slippers, she's a fishnet glass slipper type of bitch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and back to the slut shaming. What about these over-the-top sex acts? I'm reading memes and gifs, again, from women and from people that I knew not to be so sexually liberated. And all of a sudden, they are the best cop suckers. Mm-hmm. You know, they twirling on dicks. Mm-hmm. I-, I just want to know, are you really turned on by over-the-top performative sex acts. I need to know that. Like, does that really excite men? Like, I got a woman who could take 12 inches down a throat. <laughs> yeah, we gonna jump right into it yeah, because these yeah. are the things that women talk about that, you know, they feel is gonna capture a man's attention and, and keep them and, and mesmerize them. Does that, is that a big deal to you? Over-the-top sex acts. I'm yeah. talking over-the-top. I read a meme from a woman that considers herself a witch. And let me tell you something, tasters. Lately, women are either two things online. They're either the biggest slut or a witch. That's the new shit. You're either the biggest slut sucking dick and, 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 and until you're gagging, or you're a witch and you're sage and everything and, and making niggas fall in love with your pussy. So, there was a witch that I follow who posted that the only tears she shed in this summer is from sucking dick. Mm. Like, how mm. important is that to a man? These over-the-top mm. sexual experts. Is that a turn-on sexual expertise? Oh, yeah. As men, we love that. <laughs> I need to see that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As men, we love it. So you love a woman who's just sucking it until she gags and... It's a it's a beautiful thing. Now now let me say this. Let, let me say this. Okay. I'm a I'm 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 very different from the average man. Are you? I am. Because most of the men that I know, mm-hmm. oral is everything for them. Oh, okay. Getting head is everything for I them. I needed to hear that too. Ladies, mm-hmm. snuff. Most men, that's 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 a big deal. That's a big deal. That's, that's, it's a big deal. That's, that's a big one. It is. It that's is. The, um, all right. For me, that's just never been my thing. Like receiving, I'm a pleaser. Oh. I'm a pleaser. Okay. Yeah. So receiving, so you, you like to, to to taste the fruit more than you like to be tasted. Yeah, I like to please. So, but what is it about that portion of pleasing that turns you on? Is it the, the orgasm? Is it the reaction? Or is it all, all yeah, the things? It's, it's, all it's, the things. It's knowing that what you're doing is bringing your partner to ecstasy. I like that, ecstasy. Yeah, yeah. Tasters, let's, let's get into that. Being brought to ecstasy. There ain't a lot of motherfuckers out here bringing women to ecstasy. And just know that Lance Liverpool is out here bringing <laughs> the bitches to ecstasy. Okay, so let's go back to over-the-top sex acts. Now, when I was younger, one of the biggest um, myths, if you weren't going to strip clubs, that you would hear about is women swallowing beer bottles with their vaginas. Mm. Like, what, what? how big a deal is that to men? Like, over-the-top... Like, let's talk about this sister that I found on social media that popped up on my timeline about, i say, three or four weeks ago. Who was actually slurping a whole motherfucking snake? It mm. was like a fucking 
a cobra or a python. I don't know. It was a goddamn snake. It was alive. And the shit was wiggling and moving. And she was sucking on it like it was a dick. Oh, wow. Like, if you, like, and, and she was so proud of herself. She looked to be like she was in ecstasy. Is mm. that a turn on for men? Watching women do, like, really over the top, crazy, outrageous, outlandish once again. sex acts like that? Once again. Would you want to stick your <laughs> dick in the mouth of a woman who was just sucking on a king cobra? That had a rattler in her mouth. Can you handle that blow? Oh my goodness. Talk about it. For the experience? Yes. For the experience. Because look, here's the thing, right? Give me the Let's be real. The average woman is not like that. Yeah, I'm not sucking a snake. Right. I'm I'm not Right. The average woman is not doing anything like that. I'm not putting a beer bottle in my pussy. Average woman is not willing to do something like that. I'm not willing. Right. So, it's sort of like one of those things where you have an opportunity to experience something that you're normally not going to experience. And you may not ever experience it again. So, okay. Fuck wife enough. Is it a turn on? Like, do you get a big nut after knowing that you stuck your dick in the mouth of a woman who was just sucking on a snake? Not that per se. Not, okay. Not, 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 not the fact. That's what I'm trying to no, ask. No, no, no. Not, all right. Not the fact that she was sucking on a snake. Now she's sucking on me. And right. I'm going to bust a big nut because of that. No. Okay. But if her skills are A1, okay. then yes. you gonna, So you're gonna, if she can blow gonna, your snake the way she right, blew a live right. snake, that's the turn on. And right. you know what? Again, I brought this up because, like I said, we're at the table today because we live in this hypersexual culture and everybody is so liberated and again I just wonder how authentic any of it is but then we go to the other extreme okay I'm just curious what's the real deal about sexual abstinence in women Mm. I feel like when you go online every other post is a woman proclaiming to the streets and I say the streets because that's all you're doing is telling men that you ain't fucking no more or you haven't had sex in months. I feel like, and this is my opinion, you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. when a woman puts online mm-hmm. that she ain't had sex in a year, <laughs> I feel like that's a dog whistle that only men can hear. Mm-hmm. And they're ready for, am I wrong? Like if I posted you know today, I haven't had sex for a year and I'm glad about that. Is that inviting? I feel like that's inviting a, a sexual I'm gonna energy. be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's going to do two things. Go ahead. Give it to me. I need to hear it. One, yes, it's going to attract men because men are going to think like, oh, damn, she's super tight. Uh, I was thinking about the tightness factor. Look, six months, a year? I'm going to keep it real. Like, oh, that's a new life. I'm the first one in it. After a year? Absolutely. Are oh, you yeah. Super tight. This, like, ladies? Yeah. When you broadcast that you ain't had sex in months to a year, the first thing on a man's mind is the tightness. Not how clean and pure you are. <laughs> not how special you are as a woman. But that he can't wait to bust that new lock wide open with his rusty key. Yeah. yeah so, so. so that's one thing that it does. The other thing that it does mm-hmm. is it deters men who want instant gratification. 
Oh, so you got men that really feel like I ain't got time for that shit. I ain't trying to groom this bitch or coerce her. You know, I actually should think the opposite. I thought that it was a game for men because you know they always say men like a challenge. No, some some men do, but other men want instant gratification. Like, I don't want that fucking abstinence like, shit. No, because listen, because listen, let's let's be real. If a woman is proclaiming that she's abstinent, right, right. and you decide I'm gonna pursue her, you're not expecting. You're going into it not expecting to get. What you want right away. Okay. It's a long game. So it is a challenge. So it's a challenge. Basically, when women make those proclamations, it's for the men that play the game. But watch out because you do have men that only want to get with you because you're talking about how tight you are. Because yeah. trust me, if you ain't had sex in six months to a year, you're pretty damn tight. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. It's, but it's like opening but, a gift. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. <laughs> let's be clear. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. There are brothers out here and there are men out here who actually respect that this woman is remaining pure and respecting herself and want her for that reason so you have so you have let's uh, correction there's three different type of men that you would attract by. give it to me so I gave you two right, well so I gave you me, the first two right, and the third the, it, the third one is men who respect it and say, you know what? This is the type of woman who I can. Where they at? Why y'all at? Listen, listen. Oh. We're, we're out here. We're okay. Out, we're out here. All right. I gotta put on my good glasses to find them. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just curious. Um, I came across an article about a couple, mm-hmm. and they were fairly young, and they had very early thirties, who said that they fuck every day. Mm. Could you be in a relationship with you and your spouse or your old lady? Fuck every day. Like the, just the thought of fucking every day made my pussy tired. Like I was wondering, do you take breaks like during a woman's monthly? If I got a headache or a stomach ache, if you know I I just don't feel like it. They said that they in their marriage, this was a young married couple in their early thirties, and they were saying that they fuck every day. Well, well, Could you well, get well, into listen, some shit well, like listen. that? She's on a monthly. There's always a back door. I'm just saying. But, but, but anyway, on another note, on another note, uh, could I do that every, every, day. every day? Nah, I can't do that. I just wonder, like, what type of battery that they have in their backs or what they're drinking. Like, are they drinking um, <laughs> Luna Lushy slushies every night? They night? might be. Because they might be. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I was a young girl, I... The reason why I wanted to get married to have a boyfriend is because you, you know, you hear about sex. You think that, oh my God, we're going to have sex all the time. At least me. It was like, oh, it's going to be sex, sex, sex. You know, when you're playing with your Ken and Barbies. I know with women, you're making them uh, simulate sex. We couldn't wait to have sex. Mm -hmm. But now that I am in my 40s and unmarried and um, ready for another drink. Yes, tasters. For all who can't see, Lance has just presented me with another Luna Lushy slushy, and I'm tipsy boost. But yeah, I thought that sex was something that I would want all the time, 24 hours a day. But God bless the couples who can, because Stella Belafonte can't, and you can't either, can you, Lance? Okay. I ain't mad at you. Okay, I need to know this also. Do you feel that sex, I've heard that sex is one of the worst foundations to try to build an actual relationship on. How do you feel about that? Be honest. Sex. Good okay. sex. This is this is what I think. Okay. I think that 
it's important to have good sex. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's very important to have good sex. Mm-hmm. But for a successful relationship, it can't be the only thing that it's based on. So that's not a good foundation. That's a shaky foundation. If that's the only thing y'all got, yeah, the then yes, that's a shaky foundation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Y'all have to have communication. Mm-hmm. have to have honesty. You have to have... You know, th- there are core values that a relationship must have in addition to the good sex. Okay, so this is what I think I'm getting at. More so than... Okay, this is my real question. You ever met a woman where you weren't sure or didn't know anything about her, but the sex was so fucking mind-blowing, it made you say, I can do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Because I gotta be real with you, Lance. I have had sex... That was so fucking good in my adult life. Uh-huh. And the feeling was mutual where I think I have gotten a couple of shaky ass relationships started because it was like, this is good. Mm. Like, we can do this. Mm. We can rock out. Why mm. not? Have you ever felt that? Mm. Not really. You, I mean, if you haven't, I understand. Nah, not off the sex, no. Okay. But you know what? That that makes more sense. That's actually more logical. I just wanted to hear it from a man because I have met men. I actually had to part ways with a gentleman years ago who was so, look, addicted (laughs) to Stella's groove that he was really trying to build a relationship on how good our sex, and our sex was fucking amazing. But like you said, outside of this sex, it, it was like, what else was really good? And honestly, not much. Yeah, yeah. That's only going to last for so long. Yeah, not much. So I'm just curious, as a man, have you ever felt like a woman has used you for sex? Mm. Like you ever dealt with a woman? You know how you got, again, with all of these sexually liberated women. You ever had a woman that made you feel like, no, this bitch don't really like me. It's well, like she only called me when she want to fuck. Well, listen. As a reminder, I'm a pleaser. So, yes, I have. I have experienced that. Mm. You, know, for, you know, for my for my pleasing expertise, <laughs> right? I I have felt that way before. Like, oh, I want to feel good. Like Halle Berry and Monsters Ball. Yeah, right. I'm giving away my oh, I need to feel good. I'm a cold Lance. So you've been there. I've been there. But did it make you feel bad? <laughs> Look, did you feel Listen, sad for being used it, for sex? It didn't make me feel bad because I get pleasure and enjoyment out I of pleasing like as well. I like it. So you didn't feel slutted out. You felt like, damn, you know, this, this, this is good. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced where a woman who was using you for sex when it was your turn and you dialed up looking for it, you know, you kind of got like the, the cold shoulder. Has that ever happened? Like, damn, bitch, every time you ready, I'm there. But when I want you, you, you know... Busy. Yeah, I've experienced that. Actually. Okay. Yeah. It's a curious question. Okay, and I'm Q&A. I'm going to throw them at you hand, hand in. Tipsy sex versus drunk sex. Mm. No, look, I can't even talk. Tipsy drunk sex versus sober sex. What do you prefer? <laughs> Tell the truth. What I prefer? Clean, um, pure, sober sex versus tipsy, good, drunk sex. Mm, what a one. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. I'm going to go with... Honestly, I'm going to go with sober sex. Why? I like it. Why? Because I can appreciate it more. Mm. Like, tipsy or drunk sex definitely has has its flair mm. to it. It feels good. Inhibition's out the window. You know, you're, you're, but you can remember it 
more vividly. You can appreciate it more. I feel like when you're sober. And I like those intricate details of sex. And that's why I prefer. I like it. Because it seems like when you're drunk or tipsy, it kind of, it brings out, like I know it'll bring out like the animal in me, but how pure is it? Like you said, when you're sober, that's the real you. No liquor, no nothing. That is really who you are. And that needs to be felt. Sometimes. (laughs) And um, I got another question. What about bandwagons? You got people that's on, um, you know, all of a sudden it's exciting to be crazy or, you know, nerd sex. Let me tell you a bandwagon that I've been on. Mm-hmm. I have been on nerds since high school. Nerds? I was, yeah, like nerds. Like glasses the with the... pimple face glasses with the, the scotch tape in the middle nerds. And let me tell you why. Chasers, are you listening? Yeah. I remember somebody <laughs> put up a post. If you had a chance to kick it with Steve Urkel or Stefan Urkel, who would you pick? Everybody in the comments had different um, answers. But I feel like the people that I related to the most said Steve Urkel because Steve was lit. You know why? Because Steve was pure. I feel like Stefan Urkel was trying to be something that he wasn't. Steve was who the fuck Steve was. I want to fuck Steve. I want to know who Steve is but naked in the bedroom. All right. That's how all I right, feel all right. about Hold on, hold on, hold on. What sex is going to be better though? Honestly, I feel like the Steve Urkel sex because I feel like with nerds, let me tell you what my experiences were with nerds in high school. You really had nerds that was so good. I'm serious, Liz. Come like, on, man. Know? What, what no. experience Look, nerds I'm gonna have give it to you. Let me tell you nerds. To give good sex. Because let me tell you what, one thing about Stella, and I'm sipping my drink, it's a judgment-free zone with me. Right. I make men feel comfortable in their skin. You can come to me naked. Like the things that most people are ashamed of and scared to express you ain't got to worry about that with Stella and nerds what I learned had a lot of hidden fantasies there was like a whole group of nerds when I was in high school they used to sit in the guidance counselor's office just writing sex stories and writing um making up comics and shit like this was their fantasy the life that they couldn't live in high school that they're probably living now in 2022 with their good nerd jobs making nerd money and getting all the good pussy yeah exactly so i was on nerds before the shit was popping now you see all of these gifs and memes talk nerdy to me let me tell you something else says just because a bitch got on glasses and a nigga's wearing glasses don't make them a nerd it don't make them smart it just makes them a motherfucker with glasses on but i have been on the real deal nerds like i said the ones that just sat around watching anime all day or was into Lord of the Rings and all that shit. I'm talking about the Hobbit stories before they even made it to the movies. I went to high school in the in the 90s. And I knew kids that was reading them Hobbit stories. And at nighttime, the shit that they did to get off was wild. And I wanted to be a part of that world. Mm. So again, Stella Belafonte, patron saint of sluts. Mm. <laughs> mm. So like I said, that's bandwagon shit. All of a sudden, like... Nerds and stuff. Is any bandwagon shit going on that you feel like everybody is all of a sudden on that you're that you've been on? Nah. Okay. <laughs> I can't say that. Yeah, but yeah, that that's a, that's another um interesting thing about me. And we well, the, well, well, hold up, hold yeah, on. Give it to I, me. I'm saying, deep thought, into it. Go ahead. On second thought, I've been on big booties right? before they were saying shake your ass. 
before Mystical said, watch yourself. I've been on Big Boots. Okay. Like, like, you know. Now it's a trend. Yeah, yeah. Now, now. Before the BBLs. Before Before that. social media. Before, before that. Mystical told old bitches with the big butts to that. shake it. For for for, mm. for any of y'all out there who know who Cherokee is, oh, we know about Cherokee. Oh, you know, like, yes, right, 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 right. yes, Stella Belafonte. Hey, Cherokee, big as your ass is, you can't take no dick though. I did notice that that big old booty. But Cherokee Diaz is definitely a legend in the game. Legend, so she's a legend. She's, she's been a legendary legend. realness, yeah, fullness, right, right, realness. natural, natural. Yeah, she's been, gotcha. she's been, she's been, uh, she's been a favorite of mine since I was in. So, high like school. you said before, the everybody got on yeah. the big booty bandwagon. You was into Cherokee Diaz. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely a classic. Mm-hmm. So, okay, going further into sex, are you open to trying? How old are you, Lance? You don't have to give your 38. Exactly. Okay, so you're in your late 30s. You ain't reached 40 yet. At your age, are you set in your sexual ways? Are you still open to trying wild new things? Mm. Oh, I'm always open to trying new things. Mm. Absolutely. I'm very open. Um, I feel like you can't knock something until you try it at least once. Mm-hmm. You know, or almost anything. Not, not everything. Okay. Almost anything. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 very I'm very. You're open, open. Very to open. learning new things. Like I felt like at my age, you couldn't teach my old ass new tricks. And I gotta be honest with you, I'm an old dog that has learned some new tricks. I'm gonna put it out there. I had a man a while ago with his fine ass. This man was so sexually fluid and liberated. We had spent all night in a hotel with his fine, fine ass. And we were getting ready for fucking. Okay. We had just gotten to the hotel. And we had just got out of the shower. But he was sitting in the bathroom on the toilet. He wasn't shitting, Taysis, just to let you know. He was just sitting like, you know, just taking a breather because we had been drinking or whatever. And... He told me to come in the bathroom. I said, what happened? This to let you know. He wasn't taking a dump. He had the lid closed. He was sitting on top of the toilet, just like gathering himself. Because I think we had been messing around in the shower or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what this man did? He pulled me to him while he was sitting again with the lid closed mm-hmm. on the pot. Mm-hmm. And pulled me into him. Pulled my leg up on his lap. And started eating my pussy. And I couldn't believe it because it was like, I never thought... I mean, bathroom sex, yes, we hear about shower sex, we hear about bathtub sex. I've never had a man that wanted to do anything sexual to me while he was sitting on the fucking commode. With the leg closed, but I'm talking about butt naked. He just was like, come here. And I was like, ain't you, you you know what I mean? You know, little Tommy and stuff. He was like, yo, just come here. When I tell you, pulled me to him, grabbed me by my big old thick thigh, put my foot on his lap, spread me open and went to munching and that was like that was some new shit for me i had never experienced but i liked it okay all right now so look an old dog look an old hoe can't be taught new tricks okay so speaking of new tricks Mm -hmm. what's a fuck no for you a sexual fuck no 
give me something that is like completely off limits. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not that into it. I'm not doing it. I don't care if it turns you on. I don't want it. Oh, that's an easy one. Anything that involves me being penetrated. Okay. I can dig it. And it's crazy that you would say that. You know why? Because as a woman, a, a thick old woman, as they would say, I don't like things in my booty. Mm. Keep the shit away from my ass. You know, you got men who feel because you are a certain shape, a certain frame, and or a certain fullness, that you should just be able to take a whole tree stump up your butthole. And that's not me. And that's another thing that's like a, a new thing. Like, I'm listening. Like, I got some favorite podcasters who are um, going to remain nameless. But some of my favorite girls, they talk about stuff up the ass like that's just a normal thing. And it's like, what pills are y'all taking? What are you lushy sluts drinking? Because I don't like it. So so you never had a, a, a positive anal experience? You know what? I can't say, you know what? If we're going to get down dirty, I have. I feel like my tastes have changed over the years. I remember when I was young. I was dealing with this dirty street nigga. He was getting money. We used to have all the wildest sex. And I think I just liked him so much that he could just do anything for me. He had a thing with his hands. Like, he just had these magic fingers. He could stick his finger right up my butthole. And I love that shit. I was just start riding the finger. Like, yes, daddy, give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, it feels so good. But you know what? I don't like that shit no more. Mm. I don't like fingers up the butt. I'm hearing stories from my favorite podcast is about butt plugs. God bless them because that scares me. Just the thought of mm. putting something into my butthole to stretch mm. it out. I'm not interested. That is off limits. And another thing that is off limits for me, um, I don't like sticky things. You know how you got people that's in all this wax and oils and smearing everything with chocolate and, and, and I don't like it. And another thing that I cannot get into, I don't know the proper word for it. I don't know if it's a new thing. You know, everything, like I said, with this sexual fluidity. Anything involving excrement, shit play, get it away from me. Not for money, not for science. I don't want it. I'm not knocking. I'm not judging. But that is one part of sex or the sex act that I've heard about that I don't understand. Okay, what about golden showers, though? You know, golden showers, I can actually honestly say it makes sense to me. I could get into and they make sense to me because that's something that you could do, especially if you're dealing with somebody sexy and clean and y'all in the shower together and you you know he feel like that he don't know what it what's coming. If it's a nut, a piss or what, because you're just making them feel so good, then you could rinse me off. I, I can't rinse off shit. I remember when Big <laughs> talked about it in the interlude, a bitch that wanted him to shit all yeah, over her like nasty girl. I'ma be real yeah. with you. I knew the man. I'm hoping that it was only jokes. Cause he ain't never was discussing it that pro- shit with all, all the rest of us. And then look, for those who know know, everybody know that I my situation. And I feel like a lot of his shit was jokes. Because I don't know a woman in her right mind that would enjoy Listen, being shit on. And if you do, like I said, okay, I'm some not judging. Again, like I said, that's just a fuck no for me. I'm going to take a sip. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to yeah. keep it on a fuck no. Yeah. Okay. So, um, this is what else I want to know. Speaking of fuck no. Are there things about a woman's body? No matter how much you thought you liked her or wanted her. Let's just say it's a woman you never had sex with. Mm. And you were looking forward to the sex. Is there anything about a woman's body that 
once she gets them clothes off, it could turn you off so bad that you might go limp. Mm. Talk about it, Lance, because I got a few things. Mm. You know what? Listen, I, you know what? Damn. Some, some, no, some men would say stretch marks. What Not would, me. What would Lance say? Is Not there me. anything about a woman that physically about her person that I'm talking about anything. It doesn't have to be with her vagina. It doesn't have to be stretch marks. Like anything where once she took her clothes off, it was like, oh. Well, all right. Well, well, listen, listen. In the last episode that we had, uh-huh. so we spoke of, we touched briefly on the different orientations of vaginas. Oh, okay. right, right, look. right. So, so my thing is, uh, uh, if it, yeah, if it don't look. What they talking about these aesthetically pleasing? Yeah, you said sick eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aesthetically appealing. Yeah, I get you. So an ugly pussy is a turn off. Yeah, yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Speaking of ugly pussies, I'm just curious. Waxed or um, furry? What you like? Oh, definitely waxed. Okay, I'm just curious. So an ugly pussy is a turn off. Nothing else. You can't think of nothing else. Remember in Boomerang? You remember the movie Boomerang from back in the days? I know you were Eddie young. Murphy. Uh-huh. You know what his biggest turnoff was? Ugly feet. You know what? Well, he couldn't even get hard yeah, if you a know woman what? had corns. What he said, onions, bunions. <laughs> now that is a turnoff. I ain't gonna hold you. That, that is that is a turnoff. Now I have a friend. You know what I'm saying? My right, my right hand man. E, know who you are. He is uh-huh. he is a foot connoisseur. Okay, so if you got onions and bunions, he ain't happy. I'm I'm gonna put it to you like this. If we see if we're out and we see a dime, mm-hmm. dime to the dime, and her middle toe is longer than her first and her toe, feet game is not <laughs> right. What if she got the crooked toe? He will toe? not even say hi to her. What? Yeah, she could she could look. What if beautiful. she put on socks? She no no no. He believes that <laughs> take care of your feet, and okay. that take that says a lot about about a woman. A woman. I got you. Yeah. So shout out to my boy E. But that ain't your issue. I'm not a I'm so not a woman kind of sore. Cross toes. Uh, Can you I, get in the bed know, with a woman with you know what? cross toes? You know what? <laughs> I'm not gonna judge a woman based on her toes. Toe. Like like I want a woman to have nice feet, but she doesn't. But if she doesn't, it's okay. for me, it's not like I won't talk to you. It's not a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker for my boy E. It's it's a complete deal breaker. He okay. won't even say. He won't even look your way. Okay. Yeah. You you could be the. It's not a deal most beautiful woman me. in the world. She don't have beautiful feet. Yeah. He won't even say hi to her. You know why so, I yeah. say it's not a deal breaker? Because honestly, Lance, there's a lot of men out here with ugly feet. Oh yeah. That seems to be oh, like yeah. a thing with men. You know how women always talk about getting your teeth done. Outside of your teeth, men. Mm. Fix them foots mm. because it's a lot of ugly feet and black toenails out here and crisscross toes and what they said that the middle toe is longer than your big toe and I can't stand it. But it's like if you really shut men down according to their ugly feet, you wouldn't fuck nobody. All right. Then. So let me tell you um body things that turn me off about a man. All right. I was dealing with a man at one point who. He was a little older than me. Not even that much older than me. And he had droopy balls. Mm. I mean, it was just so... It was such a turn off. I never experienced this. I mean, his balls were hanging like 
the lowest hanging fruit on a tree. And it was just like, oh, shit. Like, you know, we tried to have a little oral play. And it was like them balls was just swinging. And they mm. were swinging lower than what I was trying to reach. And gotcha. that was a turn off. Another turn off for me, while I don't taste this. Mm. You ready? Stella don't like fat men. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't like chubby men. I don't like chunky men. I don't like overweight men. And this is not body shaming. This is not fat shaming. Unless you are solid like a football player and your body is clean and neat I don't like overweight men because I feel like when they take their clothes off they're shaped like me mm. a lot of fat men have man boobs they got big old asses what they said child bearing hips I don't want to fuck a man who looks like he could probably handle a 9 month pregnancy better than I can you know so Oh my goodness. So anyway, away from that, what about sexual maybes? Like there are some things that I didn't think I would get into, but I might try it. Look, how they say bitch, I might. And one of those things for me, I ain't never been big on toys tasters. Everybody's been raving about this rose. Have you heard about the rose? Oh, I've heard about the rose. Yeah, everything is this rose, this rose, this magic. Have you rose. tried it though? I haven't. That's the thing. I've never been big on toys. I've never liked vibrators dildos, none of it. I've always been a person who always like pure natural sex, skin on skin, dick the pussy, hands on me sex. Mm. So when everybody talks about toys like rabbits and roses, I never got into Why it. But you know it, what? That's what I was going to say. That's my sexual maybe. Okay. I'm not opposed to it. And honestly, a rose is on my list. Hey, tasters, if you want to send me one, you know, you can look at my bio on Instagram for my cash app, or you can look on Amazon. I think I might put it in my card if it's available on Amazon. I think I might just try to roll this to see. I think, I'm going to try yeah, it. But so. are there any sexual maybes that you've been holding back on? It's like, you know, I might try it. Nah, like I said, listen, I'm. I'm you just I'm, open and ready for yeah, everything. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I got another question for you, Lance. What you got? Sexual emotion versus sexual attraction. Let me explain what I mean by that. Have you had your best sex with people that you were emotionally involved with? Like you were just so emotionally invested in because they were just such a good person and made you feel so good? Or was your best sex with a no good piece of shit woman with a bad body and big lips and juicy pussy and that's where the fireworks so basically flowers versus fireworks mm. which would you rather like if you had to go the rest of your life to have one or the other would you pick sexual emotion the butterflies and the flowers over sexual attraction the fireworks the thunder and the lightning alright well here's the thing with that right if we're talking a long-term period then it has to be emotion involved because okay that's what's gonna sustain you you know what I'm saying I got you um but if we're talking about just fun mm-hmm. fun for the night or whatever the case may be then oh yeah then give me the you know just just yeah 
Okay, but if you had to pick one over the other for the rest of your life, then I, would you yeah, rather yeah. have sex with women that you were connected to sexually, emotionally, yeah. or attracted to with the fireworks, the thunder, the lightning? Yeah, no, nah, I gotta have the emotional. Um, mm. Listen, nah, listen. Let's bring out the violence. Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna be real with you. Like, be real with me. It's, it's fun. Like I said, it's fun with mm-hmm. just the, you know, just the, just the sexual fluidity. Fluidity, I love yeah, it. yeah, it's fun. Don't okay. get me wrong, but if we're talking about a long-term period, mm-hmm. there has to be more than just that. Cause, cause, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. Eventually, we're gonna get bored of just that. You get bored of fireworks and thunder and lightning. Listen, I it's only know. but so okay, long. It's only but so long that could last. Mm. I mean, listen, I could be, I could be with. I could be sleeping with Holly Berry, Ooh, or Beyonce, Beyonce, Lauren London. Yeah, go every night. Pretty girl. But if that's all I have is just that physical, then after a while, it's going. It to ain't gonna be. What they say, it's a gonna few be months. Me. It's gonna be a it'll, while. It'll level out. Yeah, it'll be like. Yeah. I guess it's like eating your favorite food. Like you ever ate something that was so good exactly. to you, but if you was forced to eat it every night for a year, it might not be so good to exactly. you anymore. Exactly. That's all. That's all it is. Okay. I get it. I get it. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I wish I could have a combination of the two for the rest of my life. Mm. I wish I could have emotional sex with somebody that makes me feel fireworks like that. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I'm just curious, from a man's perspective, what has the best sex made you feel like? Like, if you could describe it, like, I'm going to tell you with me, some of the best sex that I've ever had has made me feel like sometimes if the lights are off, I'm glad because I don't want the man to see me smiling. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm a years ago I had a man that was fucking me so good where I could like my I would break out into a big smile. Like he really made sex fun. And I remember one night we, we always had great sex. But one night we were at his house and we had sex so good it was like we fell from out the sky and mm. landed on his bed. And he grabbed my hand mm. and he put it on his chest. He was like, yo, you feel my heart racing? Mm. He said, yo, it felt like I've been on a fucking roller coaster with mm. you. You had and his heart racing. Me, yeah, but my heart was Ooh. racing too. Mm. And to me, that was like the best sex makes me feel like I've been on my favorite ride at an amusement park. Gotcha, yeah. Like physically. If you could describe what the best sex makes your body feel like, give it give it a, a thing. It could be an amusement park. It could be a movie. Yeah, it yeah. Could be anything. Um, the best description I could give of yeah, that for the physical is, is an out of body experience. Ooh, we. You know what out of body experience? We're gonna take a pause for the course because I need to know more about that. Tasters. We are talking out of body. <laughs> we'll be back in about three seconds. Hey, hey, tasters. We are back. That was about a three second in your time pause for the cause. And as we are having this sexually liberated, sexually fluid. You know what's crazy? I'm not even exactly sure what that fluidity means, but I got a joke. A couple of, maybe about a year or two ago, for all you tasters of a certain age, Billy D. Williams 
had gotten to some shit for stating that he was sexually fluid. The legendary actor, Billy D. Williams, said that he was sexually fluid because he didn't exactly know what it meant. He thought that sexually fluid meant a man who wasn't afraid to go get manicures and pedicures. Mm. He didn't realize that sexually fluid meant basically down for whatever. And when he realized what sexually fluid actually meant, he retracted that whole shit. Billy D. Williams said, nah, nah, I'm not sexually fluid. But speaking of sexual fluidity, this is what I did want to mention. In honor of the closing of Pride Month, because once you tasters or hear this recording and see this recording on YouTube, we're going to be past Pride Month. I want to say that some of the most sexually fluid and non-judgmental people I've ever met in my lifetime were my gay male brothers and sisters. And let me tell you, all the shit that everybody judged me for and slut shamed me for, my gay boys was ready for it. They had me in gay clubs like Esqualita, honey. Well, all the shit that everybody's late to, like false lashes. They was putting my lashes on, making me get my nails done. Look, laying down my baby hairs. I don't need no tutorial to lay down baby hairs, okay? I can recall, I don't know, tastes any of you from Brooklyn back in the days. There was a club called Rockwell's. It was downtown Brooklyn. And a couple of nights a week, they had a gay night. And let me tell you why I would go. I was what was considered back in the days, it was called a fag hag. <laughs> and I kept a lot of like gay friends around me because, like I said, they didn't shame me. While everybody else was making fun of me for all of my sexual proclivities, they welcomed that shit. It was like, bitch, you better work. Like, what? You made a nigga scream? You made a nigga nut three times in a row? Like, they made me feel good about it. I didn't feel ashamed in any way. There was one night we were all at Rockwell's. And I remember a gay dude walking up to me, looking at me saying, Honey, I am 100%, look, I'm tipsy. I'm drinking another Lushy Slushy. For all who can and can't see, I am tipsy boots. And he said to me, I am as gay as they come. But darling, with your big old pussy, just to let you know, I had a camel toe and what my girlfriend Trizzy, my technician, put me on to a while ago, that camel toe is what was called a moose knuckle. Mm. I didn't have a camel toe. I had a moose knuckle. And there was a point where I had gotten really slim. Like Stella was slim out this motherfucker with a big old pussy. Mm. And this gay man said to me, I'm as gay as they come. But I want some of that big old pussy. And that just made me feel so sexual and so free about myself. So in honor again of the ending of Pride Month in June, I just want to say, as a woman ahead of her time, I was just explaining to Lance, I never felt that I was so sexually liberated. I, I was never considered liberated. But I feel like I was a woman ahead of my time as far as experiences and my gay men they were the ones that made me feel like I could do anything, anything out here in this world of sex. And that's why I'm bringing you this episode today. It's all about sex. I don't feel no shame for it. I don't feel no shame behind it. This is not a trend. I'm not on a bandwagon. This is what it is with me. Stella likes sex and she knows what she wants and she's going to give it to you and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> So anyway, 
I need to know from you, Lance, as a man, what's the real deal about one night stands? What do you really feel about a woman that have, first of all, have you ever had a one a one night? I'm talking about a real one night stand where you screwed a woman that you might have met at a party or a club and, and never really deal with her again. Nah, I haven't had a one night stand. I've I've had situations that I thought would might be might turn out to be a one night stand, but we wound up keeping the communication afterwards, mm. etc. Et but if we're talking about sex on the first date, meeting, and then never speak again after right. that, nah. Okay, okay. You know what? I feel like, in my experience, I've never had actually one night stand. I've had one night. I've had sex situations that should have remained one night stands. Mm-hmm. I've had sex with men that should have been a one night stand that went further and it went haywire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know what? More than one night stands. What I will say, tasters, I haven't experienced a one night stand. I've experienced being ghosted. Mm-hmm. And I think that's worse than a one-night stand because in my opinion, a one-night stand is we know what time it is. We probably didn't even exchange numbers. We met each other at a bar, an event, a restaurant, or a club, and we were just feeling each other and it felt so good. Somehow or another, I ended up at your house, you ended up in mine, or we ended up in the backseat of a car or at a hotel, and it just felt so good. And then we just left the next day and there was no words exchanged between us. That's a one night stand. What did you experience? I experienced being ghosted. I've experienced having good sex with men that decided that they weren't going to call me for three to six months. And then act crazy. After one experience? Yeah. After one or maybe two. And then decide that, you know, after they didn't call me for three to six months that something's wrong with me because I don't want to deal with their bullshit. It's like, if you have sex with me today... In June or July, and I don't hear from you again until September, I consider myself ghosted. And I don't want to fuck you again. And you have men that have a problem with that. So to me, I've experienced dealing with men that tried to turn a situation into a one-night stand. But it wasn't... That's not what was on the table. And it just didn't feel fair. Like I said, more than a one-night stand, it felt... Like ghosting. So you have never experienced an actual one night stand. Okay. So now we talked about the good and the one night stands. You know what we got to get into. Mm. The bad. Okay. Okay. Be honest. What is some of the worst sex that you've ever experienced? Come on. We've all had a bad night, a bad day, a bad something. Come on. Come on. As, look, as fine as you are, Lance Liverpool, you can't tell me that your finest is the reason why all of your sexual experience have been top-notch, A1 perfect. Get the fuck out of here. Look, I know you fucking lie. <laughs> Come on, you've had to have bad sex. If you've had bad sex before, and we all have, I know I have, what made it so bad? For me, the worst sex that I've had is a woman who doesn't care about whether I get off or not. Right? Mm. So, so so my thing is, my thing is, like I said earlier, I'm a pleaser. Okay. So my primary objective is to make sure that my partner is being pleased mm-hmm. during our experience. That's my primary objective. So, 
regardless of anything, I want to make sure that she's taken care of first. Okay. Right? Before I even think about busting off. So when she was just coming, getting nut after nut after nut. You know how they have the meme where you press the button, nut after nut after nut. And with no regard for your orgasm. And then when it came time for me, it's like... What the fuck was she... You know what? I think that's what's called... Correct me if I'm wrong, Tasters. Isn't that what's considered a pillow princess? Have you heard that term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had you dealt with a pillow princess. Mm-hmm. That's so unfair. And see, as a woman, I can't abide by shit like that because I want to leave a mark or impression. That's why when I have gotten ghosted, I'm so insulted because I feel like, look, my sexual prowess is so major. It's like, how could you want to not see me afterwards. <laughs> Why would I not want to please you? I want to please you to the point where I'm like imprinted in your brain. Like a, what, what, what they call this shit? Like I want to be branded into mm. your brain, you know? So it hurt your pride a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's a pride thing. But um, let's talk about the worst sex I've ever had. Okay. I actually wrote a story about it. There's a site that I'm a part of where you can tell your own stories and um, I wrote about it and it got so many likes and so many views. I was dealing with a gentleman I guess you could call him a sugar daddy it was one summer. Look it's always I feel like you know they always say winter's cuffing season but for Stella summer seems to be my season where the men I guess because they see me you know got the sundress sundress on got the hips out and the booty out and the titties out looking good you're glowing you're shining and I was dealing with a gentleman one summer who was being very very generous to me let's just say that um he was um sponsoring and funding a lot of shit in my life and I wasn't fucking him so when I did finally decide that I was going to Bless him with my gifts. It was on a night where we had all... We had been out to dinner, he and I. He treated me. We went to a hibachi restaurant in Sheepshead. It was really good. And I got so drunk. You see, we drinking these lushy, slushy tasters. Let's just say I drank about four of those in a row worth of cocktails at this hibachi restaurant. And um, he was fat. And I already explained in this episode that I don't like fat men. And I always felt like he was shaped like a balloon animal. So after about 40 strong ass cocktails, he was no longer shaped like a balloon animal to me. Mm-hmm. And I really said, you know what? I could fuck him. Mm-hmm. Worst night ever. Lance tastes worst sex ever. This big, fat, sweaty man was full of energy, full of stamina. As I described in um, my writer's guild, he could do it on all fours in a squatting position like a sumo wrestler standing up. He wanted me swinging from shit, hanging from shit, legs spread. Just He wanted to turn me into a whole circus acrobat. When I tell you by the time I finished fucking this big fat sweaty man, and that's another turn off for me. I do not like sweat all over me. I don't care what you look like, do not sweat all over me. And he was it wasn't just regular misty perspiration. I'm talking about like drops and buckets of sweat. Patrick Ewing sweat. Yes, Patrick Ewing, you know, like just 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 scored all the points by yourself. Sweat circa 1990 something. 
all over me and I hated it and I hated him mm. the next day everything was tossed over turned over I couldn't find the TV remote I couldn't find the phone I had made mention in my writer's section that I felt like I had just finished the Iron Man triathlon mm. and it wasn't even worth it and I can honestly say tasters Lance in my lifetime, that has got to be the worst sex. But wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Help me, hold me understand something. Aside from him sweating on you, what was bad about it? You said did he you, had the stamina. Did you? But it wasn't good stamina. It's like I wasn't even getting to enjoy the sex. It's like I was auditioning for. They used to have a show. You know how they got Dancing with the Stars now? Yeah. They used to have a show when I was a little girl. Where you would do like circus with the stars. I felt like I was auditioning to be on circus with the stars. Like I could have walked the tightrope after sex with him. That's not why I have sex. I don't have sex to prove that I can um, walk a tightrope. That I can swing from chandeliers. That I can hang from the ceiling fan. That you can flip me upside down. It was like nothing was fun. No, it wasn't fun. It wasn't sexy. It was all acrobatics. It was like hold your ankles. Spread yourself mm. out. Squat low. Turn over. Flip over. It's too, like, much, too much instructional. Yeah, it was like, right. It was too instructional. And it was too athletic. Mm. It was like, when do I just get to... Enjoy, enjoy the, the fucking sex. Yeah. When do I get to come? My God, like I really felt like I was ready for him to just shoot me out of a cannon next. Like it was just really wow. not enjoyable. Like I could honestly say, and I've had some experience, but that was one of my worst sexual experiences ever on the planet. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. And um, going from worse to the good. Okay. Do you have a fave, tried and true sex position, a sex technique that you know gets them every time, Lance? Come on. It gotta be one in the stash where you know, I got her. She ain't gonna be able to resist this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Give it to, give it to the tasters. Give it to you too. Give it to Spotify, Apple. Those are all our streaming products platforms. Stitcher. Give it. Give it to the people while we sitting here tipsy off of these Luna Lushy slushies. What's your tried and true technique that you know it ain't no way works every time? Alright. Well, definitely the position is missionary. Woo! I love a good missionary. It's one. You said that's one of my favorite. That actually may be my favorite position. It's go, mine. Go off. I'm listening. It definitely is mine. Go right. off. Missionary. Mm. Right. What about missionary? Did you love someone? Oh, oh, Lord. The control. The control. The control. Uh-huh. The eye contact. The eye contact. I get to go in as deep. As I want, Cody. as I need, there go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I get to position the legs the way I want to. And I'm saying it's just, it's just like I said, it's all about control, and it's all about the the sensuality, the eye contact, and the, the stroke mm. in conjunction with the eye contact, and it's just, it's just next level. Do you feel like your missionary can't be beat? Nah, this is it's, it's unmatched. I love it. It's unmatched, right? But there's a move. Uh oh. Get ready, tasters. Get ready, you two, for the move. There's a move mm. that 
is undefeated. We want to know this move. Let, 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 let's taste this here. Without it's coming close. Yeah, without giving away too much. Okay. Right. You ain't got to tell all your business. I call it. I have a name for it. Give it the name. We want to know. I call it the dagger. The dagger. Look, tasters. Lance is hitting women with the dagger. What's the dagger? Okay, well, he don't want to give away too much. Okay, well, away too yeah. much. So anybody who wants to know about the dagger, you got to hit Lance Liverpool in his cash app, and he's going to start an OnlyFans <laughs> so you can find out what the fuck the dagger's about. Because I'm fucking curious about the dagger myself. So I'm going to talk Lance. Look, off camera, we're going to convince this man to get into a fucking OnlyFans. So you ladies can experience the dagger. I feel like the dagger is something that's going to change lives. I don't know, but it could be. And we're sitting here tipsy and shit. I'm going to get more into the dagger. So stay tuned. This will not be me and Lance last turn at the table regarding the dagger. Look, he just washed away all my shit. I thought I had a technique that was tried and true. And I'm going to be honest with you. With me, I don't have a tried and true technique, but I feel like it's all on a case-by-case -case basis. I've had men where as soon as they hit me from the back, they just exploded. Mm. It was one dude where the sex was going so good one night that as soon I couldn't wait to ride him. I was just in the mood to ride. I don't know. It just something came over one of those me. nights. As soon as I slid down on the dick, he screamed. Oh! And that's something that we spoke about before. You we said did, we did, we did. that you've never made a had a woman make you scream. I did say that, yes. But tasters, I gotta let you know, women, fuck moaning. One of the biggest ego boosts mm. in my lifetime as a sexually active woman has been the one or two times or the one or two men that I was able to take to the point that they actually screamed. Mm. Like a savage, carnal scream. If you have not experienced that, all you witches and all you strippers and all you hoes, that's something you need to tap into. Mm. You ain't saying nothing until you've made a man scream. Well, anyway, next question I'm curious. Do you think, Lance, that you still will be screwing when you're old and gray? Yeah. I'm talking about like old, like, let's just say with God's blessings that you make it to 75, 85, possibly 90. Listen, sex is always going to be something that's going to be enjoyable. I don't care how old you are. Mm -hmm. It's going to be something that's enjoyable. I like it. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just asking. Hey, listen, listen, I'm just curious. Listen, let's be real. You know, at a certain age, you know, um, you know, erections aren't as strong mm -hmm. as, you know, for men as they used to be. So as long as there's blue pills around. I like it. I'm in it. I'm in there like swimwear. I like that. Well, I'm going to be real with you. There was a point where I thought that there was a cutoff age for being sexually active or enjoying sex. Mm -hmm. Like when you get into the nursing home or when you get past a certain age. Let me tell you what changed that. Back in 2009, when my grandfather passed away and I was so hurt and I was so destroyed, his best friend, who was actually a few years his senior, had come up with his wife for my grandfather's funeral services and they stayed at our house. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what I encountered. 
We called him uncle. I'm going to call you out because they're both going now. My uncle Fenton and my aunt Thelma. I was walking up the stairs and I heard them having a conversation. And my uncle Fenton, at the time, who was about 91 years old, mm. was trying to convince my aunt Thelma to go out for a night on the town. Wow. And when I tell you that blew my mind, Lance, he was like, well, I know we didn't come here, you know, for something you know, for a joyful experience, but why can't we go get a drink or something? And I was blown. Mm. He was fucking 91 years old, Lance. And he was trying to convince his lady that they need to go out and get a drink. And when I tell you they were sharp and old, they drove up to New York in a brand new fucking Mercedes Benz with fur coats on at 90 and 80 something years old. And he was trying to convince her and it gets even better. There was one point while they were staying with us where I passed them in the hallway and they didn't see me coming. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, at this point, Uncle Fenton got glaucoma, cataracts, the whole shebang. 91 years old. And I caught him slapping my Aunt Thelma on her ass. See, that's love. At 91 years old. That's and love. I got to be real with you. I never thought that at that age I would give a fuck about sex. I just thought that there was like an automatic switch in you that you would just stop wanting shit like that after a certain age. And when I watch Aunt Thelma, ooh, rest in peace to Aunt Thelma and Uncle Fenton. But when I tell you, you two inspire me. Mm-hmm. So I do plan to be sexually active and excited yes. in my old fucking age. Beautiful. They sealed it for me. Beautiful. So, um... Let's talk about throwbacks as we come into a close on this tipsy, tasty, Luna Lushy Slushy mm. top pick. Now, um, let's talk about throwbacks. What's some of the wildest sexual, well, I would say non-sexual experiences that you may have had? I'm going to give you one. When I was fresh out of high school, about 19, 20 years old, I entertained the idea of being a phone sex operator. Okay. Again, I thought I was a woman ahead of my time. <laughs> and I, I don't even think the movie Girl 6 was out. If it was out, you remember Girl 6 about a woman that wanted to be a... She actually was a successful phone sex operator. Mm-hmm. I either didn't see Girl 6 yet, I knew about it, but that wasn't the reason why I wanted to do it. When I was fresh out of high school... 900 numbers were the thing. Mm-hmm. When you turned on your TV after a certain hour, it was like 1-900-fuck me. 1-900-taste mm-hmm. me. 1-900-hook-up. And it was just like selling sex by phone without actually having to have sex with people. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could do it. So anyway, I remember letting my fingers do the walk. And back in the days, for all of you young tasters who ain't familiar with this, we had a book called The Yellow Pages. So anything you wanted to look up, from escort services to phone sex operations, you just looked in The Yellow Pages and you found it. So I called a phone sex operation in The Yellow Pages. So a woman picks up. Hello? Uh, Hello, my name is Stella. I'm interested in being a phone sex operator. You know what this bitch said? What? Okay, make me come. Liz, I wasn't ready. Oh, wow. So I said, hey, big boy. She said, okay, have a nice day. Uh, <laughs> damn. So that was a sexual throwback that I just wanted to talk about. When people talk about, like, sexual fluidity and 
being sexually liberated. Like I have had some experiences that will blow your mind and make your husband again for the last time. Stella Belafonte, patron saint of sluts. Hey, I tried, but it didn't happen. And, and you know what? I didn't take it hard. It made me laugh. I just felt like that part of sexuality I wasn't ready for. And I wasn't as ahead of my time as I thought. I didn't know that being a phone sex operator was so intense. <laughs> you know, that the vetting process was so major. So is there any sexual throwbacks that you can remember that you thought about? Oh, oh man. Oh. Oh. Like if you remember from back in the days where it's like, we don't do that anymore. Well, I've done that and that was some shit from my younger years that Ooh. I don't do. Like, you know, if you don't want, if, if, if it ain't, look, if the answer is no, it's just no. Like I said, we are talking to Stella Belafonte and Lance Liverpool, but Stella Belafonte has done a lot of shit. And in my <laughs> tipsy state, I'm recalling a lot of different shit. Oh, man. Well, you know what? You know Tell what? Me. You brought up a throwback for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back up. Let's do it. You brought up Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Downtown Brooklyn. Right. Okay. Now, I didn't know about the night that... Yo, a lot of people didn't know about the um the LGBT. Yeah, I didn't know about that. A lot of people. A lot of people. But it was like secret society stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was a part of it. Yeah. Um my boy J J G. Uh-huh. Right. He put me on to a underground stripper night that they had. Ooh. At Rockwell. Okay. So yeah, it was it was an underground. That sounds like a good yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you say underground strip, because you know you had the gentlemen's clubs that were like exclusive. Like I can remember back in the days, Legs Diamond. Um, what was that shit up like past Yonkers that everybody used to go to? The one that they discovered Amber Rose. Like everybody knew about those. When you said an underground. Stripping night. That means it was probably with some wild yeah, shit. Nah, underground, on. underground is sometimes you might need a password to get in. Ooh, speakeasy. <laughs> I like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, it's like you don't really find stuff like that anymore. Or it's not authentic now. Like if you see it happening now, it's like everybody's on the bandwagon. You got a phony password. It's a fake speakeasy. Like you can remember a time when it was a real speakeasy. Like the password is, or well, you ain't yeah, getting yeah, in. Yeah, you got gotcha. you. you know, you get a text. Like it ain't some shit you can find on Eventbrite. Right. Oh no, no, no. it's not publicized. You, you got a private text message. Got you. With the password and all of that. Um, but yeah. So yeah, those were the, those were the events that I could you know recall. Okay, I like it. And to end this, this is what I want to talk about to all you tasters. Because I feel like this gets confused and misconstrued a lot of times. The following terms. Trains versus orgies versus, versus group sex. I see a lot in posts when they talk about like sexy men. You see women putting in the comments, choo, choo. Let me tell y'all motherfuckers something. If you ain't never experienced a train, I've never experienced a train. Let me put that out there right now. For all my tasters that don't know what a train is, let me ask you, Lance, what's a train to you? 
a train is one woman with multiple men. I say about three or more men. Absolutely. I don't think that people know this. People confuse trains with group sex. They confuse orgies with trains. A train is actually a woman waiting to be <laughs> fucked or perform sexual acts with several different men. Not even for pay, just because. And let me tell you something. Now we in this culture of sexual liberation and fluidity, especially to my young women. If you out here letting men run trains on you, you need to stop it. There's no game from letting men run trains on you. That is not an orgy. That is not group sex. Let me tell you, Tastas, I have experienced group sex. And group sex was fun. Years ago, I'm talking about in my very early 20s when I was about 20, 21 years old. I was out there. Stella was sexy. Stella was young. Stella was curvy. I had a girlfriend. I had a couple of dudes who was coming up from the South that was getting money back and forth between the South and New York. When I say getting money, you can decipher what I mean. And they were just looking for a good time sometimes. And there was one weekend. This was my first experience with this. Where these dudes came up. They came up from maybe South Carolina. And they chilled with us. And we just stayed in the room. We had the blinds down. We had blackout blinds. They had never experienced this. Mm-hmm. And they had an apartment with blackout blinds. And we had all this food and all this liquor. When we were having so much fun sexually. Where you didn't know if it was 5 o'clock in the evening. And 5 o'clock in the morning while they were up here. Now that is what I call group sex. And when I tell you we had so much fun, we did so much sucking and fucking and eating and drinking. Now that is group sex. Hold up, Stella. Hold up. There you go. What is wrong with a woman who enjoys being penetrated mm-hmm. by men mm-hmm. getting the train ran on her? I'm going to be with honest that? with you because from what I, I'm glad that you asked that. The majority of women that I know, I'm going to give you an example. When I was younger, and I'm going to put it out there, we had a young lady who actually got some guys from around our way in trouble, and they got sent to a boys' detention facility for running a train on her. Because generally, trains, there was something like really sinister behind it. It was never like a clean thing. It wasn't a good thing. And from what I see, it's not adult women. In my experiences, from what I know or what I've observed, it's not really grown adult women. It's just letting a line of men take turns on them. Usually you get paid for it. That's a porn thing. But from what I came up with in the hood, trains were usually run by young niggas that were taking advantage of a young girl in their hood who either didn't have low self-esteem, they had a troubled, broken home situation, and they were just letting boys or young men do to them what they wished. And it was never about sexual liberation. It wasn't about fluidity. It wasn't about fun. It was about, I'm just going to let these niggas do what they ever they want okay. to do because I'm Okay, but to. the question is, was she being forced to do that? Honestly. Or was she, or was she choosing what, to do it's, it? It's just like with this shit that's going on with the the, the, um, the Weinsteins and, and all of them and the Epsteins. It's not that you were being forced. It was more like coerced. You didn't want to, but you felt like if you didn't do it, 
you 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 wouldn't be liked. Listen, you wouldn't be appreciated. Stella. Let me tell you something, Liz. I'm going to stop you because I'm a woman and I know that self-esteem will have you fall into a lot of shit that you weren't necessarily happy to do just to please a man. And like I said, from I've never experienced a train. By the grace of God, I've never had a trainer run on me. But the one or two young ladies that I do know that had trains run on them, they weren't happy about it. It was usually a bunch of niggas where it was like somebody in the neighborhood like, yeah, you know that bitch so-and-so, she'll let you run a train on her. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's, let's just give it Keisha. That's like a standard, you know, name out here. Yo, Keisha, you know what I'm saying? She'll let you get it. And honestly... The young lady that I'm speaking about who actually got these young boys put away, it was really a train situation. Put away? Well, hold on. Yeah. Put away? I just, I was just You got them locked up? Yeah. And let me explain why. Please do. She didn't have the best self-esteem. Okay. And they took advantage of that. So they decided amongst themselves one day that they were all going to go into her apartment and coerce her into letting, it was about a group of four or five of them take turns on her. And honestly, Lance... We were young. At that age, I would say she was probably about 13 years old. And no 13-year-old girl, even though they were just as young as she was, which is why they got sent to boys' homes, I don't feel like there's any 13-year-old girl in her right mind that feels good about young men just taking their turn on her. Mm. There's got to be something deep within you, within your your self-esteem, that would allow that to happen to you. Like I said, by the grace of God, I've never experienced a train. But I don't think that there's any young girls in their right mind. Like when you really even hear about trains in the hood, when you really sit down and listen, there were no grown adult women letting trains happen on it. It was always a young girl and a young frame of mind that was allowing a, a sexual abuse situation that happened to her, whether it be for low self-esteem, whether it was because she had absentee parents or was in a group home or forced to care, it was never a positive. But wait a minute. Go ahead. It may not be a positive. It may not be viewed positively. However, hold on. You use the word sexual abuse. Now, my question to you is, if it's consensual, is it sexual abuse? But that's why, honestly, that's why Weinstein is locked up. Because they consider it coercion. Like, honestly, Lance, as a woman, like, you don't, you gotta remember, you're a man. Look at you sitting here with your guns out. You get what I'm saying? With your tank top on. You're being a gentleman. God forbid the table turn. You get what I'm saying? No matter what, most women are no match for a strong man who's coercing her into doing something that she didn't necessarily want to do. You got to remember, like I said, most train situations that I know about are not adult women. How many adult women outside of paid orgies and porn do you know that she's sitting around getting trains run on them? Unless they have like a drug problem or something. But most women in their right minds are not just sitting around letting get trains run on them. You never notice that the train stories you heard are usually about young girls or underage girls because you're being coerced. You don't feel good about it. You feel like this is what I gotta do. Or, you know, I, I, I can honestly say because of my rep, but the things that I, like I said, with my sexual proclivities, I really had niggas that didn't understand why I wouldn't let a nigga run a train on me because I don't fucking do that. Because I don't have to. 
And I'm not going to let you coerce me into some shit like that. I don't care what you heard about Stella. I don't do trans. But you had some young women who weren't strong enough against that. Okay. Or tough enough all against right, that. Alright, but, but it comes down to the point of choices. I'm going like, to be real like, with like, you. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ahead, hold on. We're talking about coercing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, regardless of that, a choice is a choice. But how many, like I said, if you can show me an actual situation where a young girl felt good about a train being run on her, then I won't argue with you. But the majority, like even if you can ask a woman my age, let's talk about my age, that can go back. Like I really wish, like these are the times where I need more guests. I wish that I could sit down with a woman my age who had a train run on her in the past, who can honestly say, this was my choice and I felt good about it. I promise you, you won't get one. All right, I object. You know young girls that felt good about five to No, six no, no. Minutes. I'm talking about grown women. No, I'm not talking about you. I don't think you understood what I meant. I'm talking about grown women who in their past. First of all, like I said, you're hard-pressed and you can't tell me I'm wrong. Look, this is my tourist shit that I'm on. You'll be hard-pressed to find a grown adult woman outside of either a uh, group sex situation mm-hmm. or an orgy situation who is comfortable allowing a group of men to wait in line to just take turns on her. That's a very rare thing. That's usually something that happens to young women who feel like they have no choices. I don't know anybody at 45 years old that's just laying in a bed, legs spread, her ass up in the air with a line of four or more men waiting to have sex with her. Unless, like I said, they got some habits or some shit that needs to be treated that they nah, can't control. No, I don't. So you know women, talk about it, because I don't know women like this. Listen. I do not know women like this. If you listen, know women like this, correct me, I'm okay, wrong. I, I will correct you. There is a lifestyle. There is a lifestyle. I'm not talking about group sex. We're talking about trains. I'm, but group but sex that's a part of it. That's a Actually, part of it. Not. Like I said, what I experienced with my girlfriend with the cats that came up. From the South, that was group sex. You know what group sex is, Lance? I'm going to give it to you. Me, you, my homegirl, another homeboy, another homegirl, another homeboy. That's, yeah, honestly, that is group. I'm not talking about group sex. But that's what I'm talking about. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. Show me somebody. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. I will tell you right now. Give me somebody that felt good about the train. Okay, yes. I will tell you. I'm a grown woman. I have witnessed with my own two eyes. Just loving four or five. Yes, I have witnessed it. I have witnessed it. Yes, I have. Well, you know what, tasters? I stand corrected because I even, like I said, the only situations that I have witnessed grown adult women accepting a line of dicks into her body in one shot was either in a porn situation or a paid escort situation. Okay, now let me, let, let me. Let me enlighten you. There is a lifestyle, mm-hmm. and there are different aspects of the swinger lifestyle. Swinger, okay. The swinger lifestyle, okay, has. I didn't incorporate swingers into. Right. There, the there are different aspects okay. of the swinger lifestyle. Okay. It's about swinging. It's about. It's about you know, 
hard swaps, which is, you know. I just still in my heart, in my mind, I don't feel like that's a train. Like I said, my Oh, no, but listen, no, 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 no. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm ready. Hold on. I'm ready. So, so with a hard swap, it's a man, a, a, a man and woman couple swapping with each other. A soft swap is maybe just the women playing with each other, mm. right? Soft swap. And the men watching the women play with, that's a soft swap. Woo. But now, in the swing of lifestyle, there's a lot of aspects with that. And the thing is, there's a lot of sexual liberation involved in the swing of lifestyle. And what I have witnessed okay. is women who just enjoy sex. Like, it's, right. it's, it's about, look, here's the thing, right? I'm gonna I'm be on, like, let's be honest. I'm listening. A woman who wants to go out and have sex with multiple men is not looked at as a positive thing. Absolutely. In not. society. Right. It's not looked at as a positive. But in the lifestyle, it's accepted. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the lifestyle is not is not um about what society says is right. I understand. Okay, so. You're enlightening me. Like right. I said, okay. you're opening I'm, 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 doors for me. That's that right. We're, we're I'm, closed I'm, 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 I'm going to enlighten you and right. I'm going to enlighten the tasters as well. Tasters be enlightened by Lance Liverpool with his swinger and train shit. <laughs> because so. this is all new to me. Like I said, I assumed that a train was usually happening on young women that were being coerced. No. I never knew that no. women enjoyed a train unless they were being paid for it or it was a porn situation. Right. But like I said, in my estimation, because of the things I've witnessed, not experienced, the things I've witnessed, I always thought that a train was a negative. So Lance, like I said, on this great sex episode with these Luna Lushy slushers, is introducing me to something that I can't say I was necessarily ready for, but you know what? You open the door and, and I'm I'm ready to I'm gonna come. enlighten you and the listeners. Listen. Thank you. The thing about the thing about the lifestyle. The lifestyle. Is that there's freedom in the lifestyle. There's, okay. there's, there's no judgment okay. in the lifestyle. So if a woman decides that she wants to have five men at one time, mm-hmm. there's no judgment with that. Right, but the way society looks at it, right, is that she's she's a slut, she's a whore, right. she's a whore. Look, she's a slut, she's a hoe, she's a freak. freak. Got a different man every, every day, day of, of the week. week. Right, <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? But in the lifestyle, there there isn't that judgment. Mm-hmm. So so the lifestyle is where a woman like that belong feels welcome and she feels comfortable. I like and, it. And yes, and I. I've seen it happen. You know what? I understand. Like, and you know what? As I should, I'm not saying I should be ashamed of myself. I'm 45 years old and I was really a real sex watcher. It's a series that no longer is shown on HBO. It's a classic called Real Sex and they would explore all these different things. And I'm a little ashamed that I had it in my mind that a train meant something it was invasive or it was criminal to go against a woman's wants right. and likes. And right. I'm so sorry, like you opened the window for me that okay. I didn't know okay. could be open. And because, I appreciate right. it. No, I absolutely. And, and, and let's be honest. Listen, mm-hmm. this is a misconception as well, yes. right? Men are looked at as 
sexual creatures, sexual mm-hmm. beings, and all that. But women enjoy sex just as much as men do. Mm-hmm. It's just not accepted by society as much. Right. It's not looked at the same. Absolutely. And that's all it is. Right. I got you. So in certain cultures, like the lifestyle, it's accepted. And women can be right. as open as they want to be without the oppression of what society has to say. Uh, just to let you know, tasters, if you hear sirens in the background, I apologize. Again, Lance and I live in the big city, the best city, Brooklyn, New York City. So you might hear sirens. Again, like I said, the only thing that I'm grateful for that you ain't heard yet is that pow pow. And being that we are coming up on 4th of July weekend, you might hear some fireworks. And this is an explosive conversation. And my boy Lance has enlightened me and... um put me on to some good shit while we're sitting here yeah. drinking Luna Lushy Slushies, yeah. which will be the name of this episode. This is the Lushy Slushy Sex Edition. Yes. And tasters, I want to thank you all for coming to our table, being a part of our audience, and you let us know if and when you want us to do this again. And in closing, I just want to say again, um, Thank you. And if you're having issues with your sexual prowess or being a sexual legend out here, get into it. Get online. Go on Instagram. There are so many sexual mixers and meet and greets out here. Shit that'll blow your mind. One that I am going to put out there if you are ready and you are sexually like just into trying new things. I have fallen in love with a page called Hard or Soft. It's on Instagram. Follow Hard or Soft Podcast. They have a mixer every so often called Kinks and Drinks. They have a vetting process. So if tasters, if you ain't ready, you ain't ready. But if you're ready, send them an email. The info is in the bio. It's called Hard or Soft Podcast on Instagram. It ain't for everybody, but it's for a lot of us. And if you can get into it, get into it and enjoy. So again, Lance, thank you so much. I enjoyed the boozy selections. And again, there's some things that I want to get into it with you off camera. And I really enjoyed my time at the table. Thank you for joining us, tasters. Bye. Tasters, you know we couldn't end this tasty topic episode all about sex without a never have I ever. Can't so I that. got a never have <laughs> I ever for you, Lance. Mm-hmm. Speaking of trains, choo choo. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been involved in your life with running a train on a woman? Have you ever? I have not. However, however. I have been in a household, in a household, my friend's house, where a train was being run, Mm. right? I opted not to participate personally. However, the train was being run on the young lady and 
it was a situation similar to what you were what, what you were saying okay. where, where she felt coerced coerced okay and she felt bad about the situation afterwards eee. and I had to actually play Dr. Phil cringy yeah I actually had to play Dr. That's Phil that's the shit I'm talking about yeah, tasters yeah, yeah. which is why he and I agreed to disagree yeah. well anyway I don't want to get too deep into that cause that's a tough one <laughs> yeah. but yeah okay yeah, yeah, so yeah. you've been um on the outside looking in at a train, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I, I was. And and, yeah. and and I was actually You was the labeled I was actually labeled the lame. I was actually labeled Captain Saberhole. Right, so you was the lame you know. and the Captain Saberhole because you wanted a woman to feel I good was. about her choices. Yeah. Ain't that some shit, tasters? Yeah. I mean but 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 the thing was the reason why I intervened is because she was kinda willing to uh, no, 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 no! Hold on, hold on. She, she was, she was about to. I feel like you might say some shit that might get me um, banned or stop or my shit. So let's stop. Ask me, my never have I ever? Because this is getting kind of. This kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, never have I ever. My yeah, question let's do is, it. My question to you is, have you ever look me in my eye? Have you ever made a man? Into a one minute man. Oh hell, fucking yeah! I think I was talking about that. One minute man. Yeah, you know what? I don't think that I finished. There was a gentleman, and we had been up all night having fun. We was partying. He was another one of these cats where it was like some of the best sex I ever had. So we would sit in my living room, and he would say, "Let's take it to the bedroom." He would want us to take my. Tablet to the bedroom so we watch porn because back then there was no fire stick. This is how many years ago it was. So we would watch the porn in my bedroom and we'd get it cracking. So I was ready to give it to him, Liz. Mm-hmm. And the dick was like this. Mm-hmm. But all I can't see, it's like a fucking arrow. Just imagine a, a bow and arrow for all of my Spotify, Google stitching people. Mm. I'm doing the arrow arm. He was so stiff. As soon as I slid down on the dick, he let out the most primal scream. I'm talking about as soon I didn't get the pump. I didn't get the squeeze. All I did was slide and there was the nut. So that answers your question. Yes, I have oh, made sure. a man. I have made a man under a 10 second man. Damn. Yes. Stella Belafonte oh, knows her shit. Brothers, oh, brothers, go. don't be a one-minute man, please. Right. Don't please, get involved please. with Stella Belafonte if you can't handle it. So, again, that is the end of this tasty episode. I enjoyed my time today with Lance. Like I said, I'm going to find out some secret exclusive shit off camera, see if he wants to share it on camera. And thank you for sitting at my table today. Thank you again. I'm tipsy. I'm fucked up. Again, <laughs> go to Instagram and follow Lance Liverpool. Lance underscore Lance Liverpool. Lance underscore Liverpool so you can get some of these Luna Lushy Slushies. He's got all the shit that you need to get you right and to turn a motherfucker into an under one minute man. Right, Lance? Mm. Let's go. I don't condone that, but yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>